Let's go to the Body Works Plus guest hotline and welcome Hunter Bailey for his weekly appearance, writer for the Charlotte Observer and the Charlotte Post. And Hunter, I'm interested if you had to delete your story watching the Charlotte-Tulsa game after the Niners came back against the Golden Hurricanes. Dude, I think I wrote it like four times. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> so what was it like watching? Because, you, I mean, look, this offense had not shown any ability to score 17 when they fell to the 17-0 deficit, let alone score more than that to win that game. I mean, it felt over, Hunter. How surprised are you that they were able to pull this thing off? I was shocked, man. I mean, you saw it on, on Twitter. Biff takes off the pullover, pulls the cutoff out. And, I mean, you, you see game really changes from there. Uh <laughs> They get a they get a, a strip by Nakai Hill Green right before the half, and then Teron Kelman punches in a touchdown to make it seventeen to ten, and it's like okay, kind of interesting, but uh, but what are you going to do with it? And you hit the nail on the head, man. I mean, they're going into that game averaging like 15, 16 points a game. Uh, the second half for Oaks were huge, and and man, did they need that. Hunter, West Bryan here, and when you look at Trexler Ivy and what he was able to do in this last football game, 277 yards, two touchdowns total for him, and they talk about that Charlotte has had a couple of walk-ons that have come in and become big-time players in that program, Chris Reynolds and Alex Highsmith. When you look at Ivy, do you feel like last Saturday's game was a glimpse of what he can do and the start of something great for him? I think so, man. You talk about building confidence. Like, I mean, they walked right down the field with two minutes left in regulation, and he fumbles the ball on the goal line. And it just felt like this whole comeback story is for nothing. That's the third part of the story, right? That's the one I had to throw away. It's like, all right, I mean, here, here we go. You think he's putting together some Chris Reynolds magic, and then boom, drops the ball on the two. Charlotte's defense comes up huge, gives Ivy another shot. They score in 40 seconds. Defense gives up a field goal, and then they do it all again in overtime. Uh, Trex actually runs for the touchdown in overtime to give him the win. <laughs> but what, you, what you're looking at for him, right, is he is a walk-on, so you know there's certain deficiencies. You know you have to do certain things. You have to protect well. Uh, he's got to get the ball out. He's just got to burn the ball at times. Uh, and then you have to play to his strengths, right? Short game. I mean, but they were also connected on some big plays. He had passes of 51, 35. Uh, yards in that game, and they even connected on a flea flicker uh, during the comeback process. So you're seeing him kind of stack games where, I mean, his first start against Navy was brutal, right? Shut out, three turnovers, and now you're seeing him put a couple touchdowns on the board, take care of the ball for the most part, and they're going to need that in a desperate bad way against Memphis this weekend, protect the football. Well, Hunter, here we are talking about Trexler-Ivy being a walk-on, but Biff Pogey said he won't be for long. He's also told us that we're going to play two QBs. Then he said Jalen Jones is going to be the guy the rest of the way. But now Trexler Ivy comes in, wins with a comeback victory. I, can we finally put it in cement? Can we etch it in stone that Trexler Ivy will indeed be the starting QB the rest of the season? I'm not etching anything in stone with these <laughs> boys. Not going to lie to y'all. But I do think Trexler is the guy on the the rest of the way. Uh, I think you, if it were me, right. And obviously I'm not a college football head coach, let alone a 63 year old multimillionaire hedge, hedge fund manager. Uh, but I'm, I'm putting Trexler at quarterback and I'm putting Jalen Jones in the backfield, man. Or I don't think it worked too great at receiver against Navy when they tried that kind of wrinkle. But I do think Jalen Jones is too good with the ball in his hands to just not play. 
So I think whatever kind of package that is, I feel like the options are limitless there. But I think if you're going to drop back and throw the ball, which is shown to be one of the strengths of this offense at this point in the season, you're going to have to do that with Trexler. And I think these receivers, I mean, he's roommates with Jairus Mack. He goes for seven seven catches, buck 24, career high. Jack Astaire gets that late touchdown. These are... These are people he's very familiar with and has a lot of reps with. And I think that as they continue to grow, I mean, they may have found their quarterback moving forward. I think that they will still scour the portal just to look at other options, whether that be a Michigan transfer, another Power 5 transfer. But I think as of right now, it's safe to say Trexler will get to start this weekend. And assuming good health, he'll get that the rest of the way. All right, Hunter, so Charlotte's offensive line at 13th in sacks against, but they've rushed for 150-plus in four of the last five games, and each of the last four games, a 49er has rushed for a career high. Do you feel like that this is an offensive line that is on the upswing and that these guys are going to really start to get it going up front? And I think they're figuring it out, and it's definitely taking some time, right? This isn't necessarily the Big Ten offensive line that Biff Hoji would have crafted if he had his pick of the litter, right? But the pieces that they have, Jasper Parks at right tackle, he's playing great football right now. And then they have another walk-on at center. So the two most important pieces on the field, center and quarterback, are both walk-ons. And that's Isaiah Bullardick, who played 90, or I think it was 76 snaps the most of his career, uh, replacing Johnny King. Uh, so the left tackle, Lucas Gramlich, he's come a long way. Uh, he was a four-year guy at UCLA played rugby, but never really saw time on the field other than being a reserve lineman and on special teams. So this is his first year of real action. And so it took some time, but I think he's figuring it out. And this group is meshing. And like I say, uh, the, I mean, the end of the season surge has got to start right now, right? And you know who's coming to town on Saturday. Yeah, this Memphis team, top two in the American, and they're number two in offense. And so what are the keys to the game for Charlotte? How can they pull off another shocker and take out Memphis at home? Yeah, two things to watch for the Tigers. Their quarterback, Seth Hennigan, is one of the top in the AAC. He is day-to-day with an injury, a shoulder injury he sustained in last week's game against South Florida. And then their running back, who is their workhorse, Blake Watson, he's good both on the ground and through the air. He is also day-to-day. I would expect they both play. That is something to watch for Charlotte. But with Charlotte, man, they have to make this game ugly. That's their that's their way to win. Uh, Memphis has scored. They're scoring 39.2 a game, scored 45 or more in their past three, including scoring 59 in the highest-scoring football game of the season against South Florida last week. So you can put points on the board against them, but they're going to score, and they're going to score in flurries. So for Charlotte, you got to control that clock. You got to create key turnovers, get short fields for your offense, and like I say, muddy up the game, right? Just dominate the line of scrimmage. Find a way to play Charlotte's pace and not let Memphis build a big lead because they have firepower to keep going, unlike Tulsa did last Saturday. Hunter, before we get you out of here, let me get your real quick take on Charlotte basketball winning their season opener, beating Maine 69 to 52. Yeah, I thought it was a good look for them. Nick Graves coming, I mean, he played sparing me last year scored 36 total points all season as a true freshman comes in 100 percent from the field at 15 and 5 and was really the primary ball handler which i did not expect uh the pace didn't really jump off the page like they were talking about it was very similar to the last season under ron sanchez about 60 63 possessions scoring 69 points uh 
I think that's going to be similar. I think that they need to play Isaiah Folks more as he gets comfortable in this offense because, man, can that dude hoop. And he's a highlight reel, and he'll push the pace for you. So looking forward to seeing more from him as the season goes along. CBI title, here we come. That's Hunter Bailey of the Charlotte Observer and the Charlotte Post joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. He also covers the Charlotte Hornets for the Charlotte Post. He covers a lot here in this city. You can find him on Twitter at Hunter underscore Bailey 45. We appreciate it as always, man. We'll talk to you down the road. Yes, sir. Good to talk to you guys.